This is Wilson Clark, and you're listening to Playmakers Corner. Thank you, Wilson, for that introduction. And you'll be hearing more from Wilson during the first half of this episode. And then on the second half of this episode, stay tuned because we have a second interview with Regis Jesuit, or should I say former Regis Jesuit high school lineman, Anthony Tokini. So stay tuned and stick around to the end. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your co-host, Simon Villanos. And I'm your other co-host, Cody Stoffer. And today we got a special guest. Uh, this guy actually has been supporting us for a really long time, actually. I think since, I want to say since that uh, quarterback film breakdown. But hey, man, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, position you play, and then uh, uh, where you're from? Uh, I'm Wilson Clark. Uh, I play just about anything on the offensive line that I'm asked to, and uh, I'm from Arvada, Colorado. There you go, yeah. And then fun fact, we, you, Cody, you already know we got to throw this in there, but uh, Wilson actually went to Ralston Valley, which is where one of our other co-hosts, uh, Jesse Budin, he actually graduated from Ralston Valley back back in the day. I don't <laughs> I don't remember when it was, but uh, so there's some ties there. So that's awesome, man. So this is a question that we ask all of our uh, guests when they first come onto the show. But what's your favorite sports like experience or memory that you participated in? So this could be like a game or something like that. Yeah, I, I think um, thinking back, probably my favorite sports memory ever would have been uh, last year we were playing Columbine. I believe it was uh, week six or week eight it was something like that and we uh we came into that game we were ranked number four and they were they were number one um and quite frankly a lot of the people around us didn't expect us to be able to win that game and and we came in and we played a really good game and it came down to the very end and my favorite memory was we uh we were driving with about a minute and a half to go and it, it wasn't a very well put together drive and then all of a sudden we had one breakout play uh, our qb through a stop and go route to our receiver jj galbraith and he took off for about 70 yards for a touchdown and then we went for two points and won the game so that was that was one of the most exciting things i've ever been a part of and there were a lot of people at that game and it, it was it was pretty surreal Nice, man. That sounds exhilarating, to be honest. Dang. Yeah. I have to go back and dig that up. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. So uh, the other question we got here. So what is your favorite uh, sport viewing experience? So like um, an experience that you ex- that you went through as like a fan or uh, just watching it on TV or in person or whatever. So I was actually at the game where the the Broncos beat the Steelers on the first play of overtime with the the Tebow pass. Oh, to yeah. That that was without a doubt one of the coolest things I've ever gotten to see. I mean, it was unfortunate we didn't win the next game, but seeing that happen and being the the big Broncos fan I I was when I was little, like that was that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> You're reopening some old wounds for uh, Simon here. I don't know if you know, but he's a Steelers fan. So I love that you brought that up. Let's go, it's okay. baby. It's okay. You guys are just the most underrated two-loss team in the league. So <laughs> Appreciate that. Hey, man, that was a good game, though. I can respect that. To be honest, we, we deserve to lose that game. So I, I get that. That's a good one for sure. So, all right, man, let's let's talk about you now, though. So, uh, Wilson, you obviously play all over the line. You're super versatile. Um, I, I know I think in our episode, we kind of pegged you as like an interior lineman type of guy, but uh, we just got to ask you, like, who do you model your game after? Like, do you have a role model or a specific player where you're like, yeah, that's the guy, you know? Yeah, I, I used to I used to model my game after the old Steelers center, Mike Webster, actually, for a, for a long, long time. I, I would I would try and model what he used to do. And, and then I would I would uh, I would try and imitate like Tom Nalen and stuff and. And then now I try to model what I do after Quentin Nelson because, in my opinion, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, Famer already, and he's only been playing a couple of years. So, absolutely, Quentin Nelson. Nice, man. There's some good names up there. Uh, I like how you got some of those points back with that Steelers answer there. But, yeah, good stuff, man. All right. So, uh, let's talk about our breakdown. So, what was your reaction to our evaluation of yourself being one of the top O linemen in Colorado? 
So, uh, like my reaction to that, to that, that breakdown was, um, I was, I was pleasantly surprised to hear good things about my game. Cause quite frankly, a lot of the things I just hear from coaches are just what I need to improve on. And so I, I really appreciated you guys pointing out the good things and, um, talking about like the, the need for improvement. I definitely need to work on my footwork. That's something I've been trying to work on for a for a long time. Um, my, my pass pro was not as, as good as I wanted it to be when I got kicked out to tackle against Valor Christian. Um, and the, the mental aspect of the game, uh, is, is something I've been working on for, for quite a while with, uh, my trainer, Matt McChesney down in, uh, down in Centennial. And this year I, I tried to implement that and my coaches were not allowing me to adjust my protections, anything like that. Everything was preset in the huddle. Okay. So that that was something that was a little bit of a, uh, an irritation and a struggle for me was having to sit there and I, I'm seeing all these things on the field and I'm not allowed to, to change anything. That was definitely something that was that was a little hard for me, but I understand it. So it, it was just something that, that needed to be done. Yeah. No, for sure, man. And I, I think that's fair. I know some high school coaches do struggle with, I guess, giving up some of that as well. Um, you know, and then obviously as a line, you got to work together as a unit and that's a whole nother story there. So, all right, that makes sense to me. So good stuff. So, uh, here, let, let's, let's continue to talk about here in your game here. But in your opinion, what are two to three qualities that separate you from, from other linemen in the state? Um, I, I think that um, just my understanding of how defenses work and uh, the impact of what every position can have on on what I'm doing, like my um, I, I believe that my ability to adjust on the fly, even though I wasn't really allowed to, the, the few times that I I did, I feel like being able to uh, know how uh, coverages might affect a blitz or something like that. Like things along that line, I think can, can help separate me. Um, I think my finishing in the run game, uh, helps separate me. And, um, I know this is not something everybody can control, but I think my size is definitely something that I, I can use to my advantage. And unfortunately there's a lot of good linemen out there who just don't have the size that, that college coaches are looking for. And so I'm, I'm pretty lucky to, to have that. Yeah, no, for sure. That's actually a good point that you made there. There are plenty of linemen, in my opinion, that have great techniques and whatnot. And to be honest, partially that's because they don't have the size, right? Mm-hmm. That's just how that goes. And so I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. That's that's some um, that's some good awareness there. But uh, so with that being said, so what is something, or I guess some things that you are going to make a point of working on this off season going into uh, your freshman year at UNC? Uh, I think the biggest thing I'm going to work on is strength. I just feel like it's a whole different ball game in college, and I might think that I, I have enough strength to overpower guys now, but once I get to the college level, it, it's not even going to be the same. So I, I'm going to definitely try and live in the weight room as much as I can this offseason. I'm going to try and improve my, my ability to adjust uh, protections on the fly, uh, be able to, to read defenses better from the center spot because I know that uh, it's just as much of the center's job to be able to read a defense as it is the quarterback. Um, I don't need to know like combo routes, but I do need to know like how uh, a safety's rotation is going to affect where a blitz is coming from and things like that. And I, I think the the last thing that uh, would be a, a big highlight for me to be working on is definitely my speed, my footwork. Uh, I felt like I definitely improved with that this year. My ability to uh, reach around the edge in uh, wide zone game, but it, it it can definitely get better. There were there were some guys that gave me some issues that were just a little bit quicker on the interior than I expected. So that's something that I need to work on. All right, man. Sounds good. Those those are some really good things to work on, and we obviously look forward to you know hey getting those things uh um where they need to be and. And getting you out there because uh, UNC, hey, we need some linemen. We <laughs> lost a lot, or we will be losing a lot this year and uh, in a couple years moving forward. So that's good to hear, man. Uh, Cody, why don't you go ahead, man? Yeah, uh, thank you, Simon. And Wilson, I just want to say thank you for, you know, clarifying some of the things that we talked about and addressing it because, you know, that that's the whole point of inviting you onto the show is, you know, we want to get your feedback on what our feedback is. And then build kind of some understanding. And I can tell you that, 
you know, having played high school sports myself in Colorado that, you know, there's a push and pull with players and coaches and coaches win that push or pull uh, pretty often as far as, you know, like control. So know that, you know, you're not alone in that. And, uh, you know, like my quarterback in middle school was able to call hot routes, but we didn't have hot routes at high school football. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's a that's a pretty common struggle. And so I think that you're justified in, you know, feeling some frustration towards that. And uh, I appreciate you explaining that. But back on to the script here a little bit. Um, what are some things that you were looking for, you know, while looking for a school or a program? And I guess, like, how did UNC become the one to fill those needs for you? Um, I didn't really have anything particular that I was initially looking for. For a while, I was I was just at the point of if I get it, like I just I'm just trying to get an offer. Like all I need is a foot in the door, and I'm gonna go prove myself. I don't care where it is. Um, but once once I started to to add the offers, I realized that I, I needed to prioritize some things. And having having a, a college where I could I could still kind of be uh, on my own, but closer to family, and feel like it's a place that I can create my own home in. Uh, that that was pretty big. That was initially why I I was going to Idaho. I felt like I could I could feel pretty at home there, and and I, I liked the coaching staff a lot there. Um, but then with UNC, you know, they didn't they didn't offer me until I was had been committed to Idaho for about a month or two, and my my thought process in in flipping my commitment to UNC really stemmed from being closer to home being closer to family now i'm going to get to watch my brother play in high school which is which is big for me cuz um just looking forward to see what he can do and then uh the other thing was just the energy that i i felt from the UNC coaching staff the it had sort of a youthful buzz to it that like you know, they haven't coached a game yet, and there's an excitement to it. There's there's a little bit of mystery to it. Uh, uh, this is this is about to be a completely different program. Um, I, I had been to the, the team camps when Ernest Collins was up there. It is a completely different vibe from anything that I had ever felt before. And in talking to all the coaches that I've talked to um, along the recruiting trail, the, the it was a, just a different feel from anything that I've experienced and to, and I, it made me want to be a part of it to, to be able to be a part of the rebuild of the program from the ground up uh, to play under coach McCaffrey, uh, coach Austin, the offensive line coach. I, I really dig what he's about. And I, I was just really excited about it. And I felt like it was a no brainer to flip. Yeah, totally. Um, we're, we're excited for, uh, you know, where UNC's program is going to go. We're a little sad that we graduate as soon as like, you know, the uh, mass changes are coming because, man, those first few years were they were rough. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess kind of going a little off script here. What was it like flipping commitment? And I guess what kind of advice would you give to, you know, some of our listeners who may end up in a position like that? I guess kind of how do you end up in that position and, you know, what all goes into flipping commitment? Um Quite honestly, it was it was really really hard to do. It was hard to do because I, I had built a connection with the coaches at Idaho, and I I really liked their program. It it was hard to walk away from. It was it was a hard decision because I I did want to be a part of what they had going, but at the end of the day, the 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 pros of UNC outweighed the pros of Idaho, and and it it was hard because when I got on the phone um with the the coach that I I had been talking to. He was all excited. He um, he he was under the impression that we were just catching up, and then to have to tell him that I I was decommitting was was pretty hard, because you know I I had been talking to them for a while, and and when when I had talked to to some of my teammates and buddies about it, they were like, well, of course it was hard. You were basically breaking up with that school, and and that that's that, that's the best way I can put it is that's kind of how it feels. Um, that's that's probably the best way I would relate that. Um, and my advice would just to be just rip off the bandaid, just get it done. Uh, that, that was the way that I, I did it when we were, when I was on the phone with them, I, I just, I was like, you know what? Um, I, I have a ton of respect for your program. I, I have enjoyed all the connections I've built with you guys. And, but at the end of the day, I got to make the decision that's best for me. And I understand that even in college football is a business and it's not really personal. Um, so I, I got to do what's best for me and and move on. And so 
yeah, it, it was hard, but just rip off the Band-Aid. That's, that's all I can really say about it. Awesome. We appreciate you sharing that. And, uh, you know, um, I get, I speak for both of us when I say, you know, we're proud of you for doing what you needed to do to take care of you. You know, that's sometimes hard for some people. And that's something to definitely keep in mind, you know, not only in football, but in anything, but, mm-hmm. um, kind of jumping back on track, I guess. How do you think UNC helps you with some of the areas of improvement that we noted and that you talked about? And, you know, uh, whether that's like a plan with the offensive line coach or with the coaching staff, what what is that going to look like um, addressing those things? Um, so I haven't really put together a, a plan with him on on any of that. Um, I'm not really sure when that evaluation process is, is going to come. Um, but at the end of the day, um, if if that doesn't happen in, until May or June when I get up there, I, I got to work on what I what I see I need improvement with. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely reach out to him and say, well, what do you want me working on this this offseason? Um, but, you know, I, I think that UNC is going to help me a lot uh, just progressing my game quickly. I, I feel like I, I can accelerate what I'm doing just based off of the people that are around. Uh, Coach Austin was a, a Stanford guy, and so um, he, he knows what he's doing. And I think that he's going to be able to, to give me some knowledge about the game that that'll really progress me quickly. And um, so, yeah, I, I just think it's going to progress, progress my game a lot quicker than I had anticipated. And I'm pretty excited about that. Heck yeah. Getting better is always exciting, right? Um, and uh, now that uh, high school football is over for you and looking ahead, what are some goals or what's your outlook for a uh, college ball? Um, I know my goal going into UNC is to win a Big Sky Championship. I know that's a tall order, and I I know that I'm only one guy on the team, but that's that's the kind of energy I want to I want to bring to the program as somebody that's going to be a part of it going forward. I want to go win a Big Sky Championship, and quite frankly, I I really want to to get into the playoffs and make a run at a, at a national championship. And I know that's that's a lot to be putting on the table for flipping around a program in a couple of years, but I really think that. Um, just based off of the energy I'm feeling and the guys that we've brought in uh, through grad transfer and uh, these last two signing classes, I think that we can do something pretty special. Yeah, I love to hear that. And I'd love to, uh, I'd love to get to celebrate something about UNC football, um, it, at least post-graduation. Cause it was, uh, it was, a, it was rare. I'm not trying to, I, I'm just being honest. It was rare. Um, when yeah. we were going there and going to games. So I love that energy. And, uh, you know, I definitely think that that's kind of the shot in the arm that the program needs. And, you know, that's why Simon and I were huge fans of the uh, McCaffrey, you know, hire. We went to his press conference and we were all about it. So I'm glad that you're all about it and you're a part of it. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of shifting from looking ahead to more advice kind of angle. Um, you have one semester left of of high school, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're almost done with high school. You're done with high school football. You have a lot of hindsight, you know, uh, you still have a little bit to go, but uh, Mm -hmm. you have a lot of experience. You've been in high school longer than you have left. Um, What kind of advice would you give to high school athletes looking to go to the next level? Um, I think the biggest advice I would give them is, is patience. I think that's something that I didn't really possess when I when I was a freshman and a sophomore. I was I was chomping at the bit to to go out and play varsity, and I was frustrated when I when I uh, when I didn't. But looking back, like I, I recognize that the guys in front of me were better, and that's just the plain and simple fact. And um, just telling guys, you got to be patient. Your coach knows what they're doing. They're they they know best. They know what's best for the team. And even though it might not help you in wanting to go play at the next level as much as you want that that time sitting behind behind a guy and developing is probably the most valuable time that you can have and if you take advantage of of learning from the guy in front of you and you take advantage of the time you have to to grow and and to to play jv ball and freshman ball take advantage of that because those are honestly some of the more fun times of college or, or of high school football. It's, it's not nearly as serious when you're, when you're playing JV and stuff and you can go around and have fun all the time. Um, so just, just 
hold on to, to what you got before it gets too serious and, and have a little patience. And when your time comes, take advantage. And when your time comes, it's time to get to work. And yeah, that, that would probably be my advice. Hey, that's sound advice. And, um, you know, something that we haven't heard yet. So I'm glad that you got to share that. I know being a high schooler, uh, you hate hearing the word patience, but man, it's the truth sometimes. So uh, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, uh, as we get to the kind of like the tail end of this interview, we'll ask some wrap up questions and, you know, give you a chance for shout outs. But Simon, do you have anything that you want to ask before we get to that part? Um, no, nah, man, not really. Honestly, I'm excited listening to you talk about uh, the goals for UNC this next year. Um, look, me and Cody, we were at that a press conference with coach McCaffrey and even we bought into it and we ain't even football players, you know, but he's, he's definitely uh, a good, I mean, I, I don't want to throw shots at coach Collins, but he's definitely, you know, a good, a, a good difference to have out at UNC, you know, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm a teacher now, Wilson, and my teaching partner, she went to UNC back in the day when they won like one or two national championships or wait, yeah, on D2. And so uh, we definitely talk all the time about, you know, bringing UNC football back, becoming a football school again, you know, and uh, bring back that dominance. And we really think with Coach McCaffrey and guys like you, honestly, who has this men- this championship mentality, um, even before you hit campus, which is great because, like, I mean, if you only get it once you're there, then it might be a little too late. You know, you always got to have that. And um, that's always good to hear. And so it's, it's definitely uplifting to hear you say some of those things. And we look forward to, you know, see you trade those Ralston Valley Blues for that Northern Colorado Blue, you know, man. And, uh, hey, once a bear is always a bear. So there you go. You know, we'd like to give you a chance here near the end of the show where – and you've already kind of, you know, talked a little bit about it. But is there anybody in particular who you'd like to mention or shout out who's been important to your academic or athletic career up until this point? And, uh, you know, this could be friends, family, uh, fellow players, coaches, or – you know, whoever you want to shout out, we'd like to give you a chance to do that. Yeah, most of all, I I really I couldn't be where I am without the support that my mom has given me. Uh, she's taken me on, on countless visits, and she's she's put a, she's probably put more into this than I have. Um, and I I really wouldn't be here without the help that she's given me. So uh, most of all, her. And then um, three coaches that that or I guess four that would really have have made the most impact on me are, are my head coach at Ralston Valley, Matt Lloyd. He He's helped me to to become the football player I am. I, I wouldn't be where I am without his help. Uh, my offensive line coach at, at RV, Andy Canizero, he, he helped me a lot in in the aspect of of kind of toning down where, I, where I'm at mentally. Like he, he understood that, that I, I knew how to do the things that, that I, I knew. And, but he helped me have a little patience with that and just understand that what's best for the team is to, to tone that back. Um, and then Greg Francis, our defensive coordinator, he, he's awesome. He's taught me a lot about the, the mental aspect of football. Um, and he's just a great mentor and, and a great person to be around. Uh, and, and then last, I, I want to thank Matt McChesney. He, he's done a ton for me. He's, he's fought for me to, to help me get uh, offers and whatnot. And he, he, he's really believed in, in what I'm doing. And he's helped develop my game a ton. And I, I most definitely would not be where I am without his help. So, uh, yeah, those are the people that I'd, I'd like to shout out. All, all of them have, have been incredibly influential. Hey, that sounds like a pretty good list, and I'm familiar with that McChesney name. You know, uh, some of my linemen back in high school went and worked out with him, uh, most notably probably uh, Blake Corrett, who now plays at Air Force. So, um, you know, that's that's certainly a, a school where you have to be fit, and I know that uh, he likes to get you guys in shape and also focus on the mental aspects. I've seen some of the, you know those videos inside of those drills, and I'm glad that you were able to access that resource for sure. And um, I guess, are there any lasting quotes or thoughts that you would like to share or? Um, really, uh, just excited about the future, excited where I'm headed, thankful for, for what I've gotten to experience in high school. I was a part of a, a, a really fun and, and special team last year. 
and I got to be around a great group of guys getting through uh, what we had to get through this year, and I'm grateful for every single second I got, and I, I cannot wait to be a bear. Hey, man, we love the sound of that, and uh, we hope that we can ask a favor for you um, before we wrap up, and we just want to say, hey, you know, uh, best of luck, regardless of whether you need it or not. Um, you know that we here at Playmakers Corner believe in you, and, uh, you know, if there's anything that you ever need, feel free to reach out to us, but... You know, we can't wait till you start getting pancakes on that level. We can do a film breakdown of you at UNC. So that's what we're excited for. But yeah, man. So, hey, we appreciate having you on here, man. And we look forward to going up to Greeley, seeing plenty of your games for sure. Um, but with that being said, hey, that wraps up this interview for the playmakers corner podcast make sure you check us out on all of our social medias uh hey make sure you check out that tiktok we're always going to be posting some new content there uh stuff from interviews and obviously breakdowns per usual and then pretty soon here we will get started on requests and start replying to some of the names y'all have been uh, throwing at us starting with the seniors in state just because uh that's the priority with uh with covid and everything going on so yeah and uh, don't forget to uh, also uh, follow our boy Wilson Clark. I know he's on Instagram. I think you're on Twitter, right? Yeah, I am on Twitter. Both, uh, both of my handles are WilsonClark51. Yep, see, heard it there from the source itself. But thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Playmakers Corner. And coming up next, we have Anthony Tokini. So stay tuned. All right, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. Today we're back at it with another interview. And so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, man, so your name, the position you play, and uh, where you're from. Hey, guys. My name is uh, Anthony Tacchini. Um I play offensive line, mainly left tackle and center. And I am from uh, originally Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I am now reside in uh, Castle Rock, Colorado. Nice. Also, thank you for saying that last name. And I apologize personally because I'm pretty sure me and Cody have both messed up your last name a lot. Oh, that's okay. You that's said right. I was like, oh no, we said it wrong the entire time. <laughs> it was not even close. <laughs> that's okay, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. But all right, man. So we ask everyone uh, these these two questions here specifically. So number one, we'll go with this one first. So what is your favorite like sports experience or memory while playing? So this is a memory that you are like actively participating in, like you're playing in the sport. Oh, man. So I would say there's two that jumped to mind. The first one being my sophomore year, uh, we come into the playoffs and we're playing an undefeated Smoky Hill team. And, um, I know all every podcast and news source was saying that Smoky Hill's going to destroy us, and that Smoky Hill got chipped over in the rankings because we were ranked higher than them when we had, I think, four losses and they had none. Mm. And we came in in that first half and blew the doors off. I, you know, I, uh, I only got to play 18 plays that game in the first half, and then we pulled the starters out. It's a really quick one. And then the second one was uh, this past COVID year, we played Pine Creek and it came down to a game-winning field goal and I was part of the field goal unit and I got to see that ball soar through the goalposts and everyone went crazy. So those are are two of my top favorites. Nice. You got to love it, man. That's awesome. For sure. All right, man. So, uh, with that being said, so what, what's your favorite like sport viewing experience? So like this memory is more like something that you're viewing as a fan and whatnot. And this could be anything, whether you're like live or watching it on TV or whatever, you know? Hmm. You know, it's, it's not one about football, but when in two, I used to play baseball as well. And I just remember in 2010, I'm a big San Francisco guy. So I'm a 49ers fan, Giants fan, Golden State Warriors fan. Uh, And when the, when the Giants won their uh, first world series in 2010, that was amazing. You know, (laughs) my, my dad was crying tears of joy. I was so excited and I was just a little kid, you know, it meant a lot. So that was probably the biggest one watching as a fan. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Well, that's awesome. Um, really interesting too. I like that though. So there you go. But 
All right, man. So let, let's get into the nitty gritty of things here. So first things first, you know, who do you model your game after? Is there like a offensive lineman in the NFL now or maybe even in the past or something like that that you really look at and be like, hey, that that's me or that's someone that I could be potentially in the future? Oh, man, you know, the, the benefit of working out at a place like 6-0 strength is um, Coach McChesney, he played in the NFL for a long time, both offense and defense. So I kind of look at him as someone I could be. I've also gotten uh, the chance to work with Connor McGovern. He plays for the Jets now. He used to be on the Broncos. Yeah. You know, just experiences like that with NFL guys, you know, I, Will Periak. I don't I don't know which team he's on now, but most recently I think he was on the uh, Bears. You know, I've got to meet him. He's helped me a lot, you know, and I, you know, I, uh, I really admired Joe Staley. He just retired from mm-hmm. the 49ers. So, I mean, just the, I never got to work with him personally, but just, just, uh, looking up to all those guys, those guys really, you know, inspire me every day. For sure. That's awesome, man. So that being said, so what, what is your reaction to our evaluation uh, of your spot as the third best lineman in the state of Colorado. I believe we had two, so we didn't break it down by like tackles and guards, which we probably could have, but uh, we just put them all together. So it could be a little, uh, you know, cause it's, I guess one of our less detailed, uh, how should I say this position breakdowns? Cause there are multiple positions here, but you were our third best. I think a, interior lineman wise or guard wise uh you were you were the highest though so you only had justin michael and braylon nelson both who are like left tackles ahead of you but uh what was your reaction to our evaluation of you uh at that third spot yeah it was cool i can tell you guys you guys watch tape i know that's that's i know that's pretty different than uh like most of the recruiting sites i've worked with some people just don't watch tape they just try to uh, feed off the vibe that coaches are evaluate. Like, uh, I just, I, I think it's cool that you guys watch the tape. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people who try to make a judgment on me and put stuff about me online focus more on the offers I've received and not right. on like my actual playing. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Hey, we appreciate that. Yeah, man. We try to give y'all a fair shake each time and whatnot. So for sure. But so have you had a chance to look at some of the other guys on this list, either above you or below you? Um, I mean, I work all those guys, Braylon Nelson, you know, I think you guys had cord on there. Yeah. Number four or five. I, I work out with those guys. So, I mean, I've watched a little <laughs> bit of it, but I, I, I know how those guys think and activate. And I, I know they're going to be great college players. Um, I know, especially at six zero where everyone has the mentality to be the best. And so right. I, I know those guys are going to be good. And Wilson, uh, did you put Wilson on there? Yeah, uh, we did. Yeah. He's also one of those guys, you know, we all work together um, at least four times a week together to improve. So sweet. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we actually had uh, Wilson Clark on the show earlier. Well, not today, obviously, but like earlier, um, I guess a couple weeks ago now. So, so yeah, I think he mentioned you as well. So that's awesome. So you did mention that you worked out with a couple of these guys. So, you know, you, you've gotten to know them a bit, but uh, we, we want to talk about the positives here, right? So what are like two or three qualities, in your opinion, that separates you from other linemen in the state, whether it's the guys we just mentioned or just uh, other linemen in general? Um, Like, are you saying like just in general from like everyone? Yeah, sure. Like just two or three qualities that like you feel like is – most unique to your game compared to other guys um i think a big benefit of mine is that i'm uh, i've learned to become a morning person um <laughs> i've had workouts start as early as like 5 a.m 4 a.m sometimes and i've had i've had to kind of grow into it and and while it does suck sometimes to hear your alarm going off at 3:30 in the morning you know it also gets me excited that i get to go put in some work before anyone else is even awake and then sure. I would, I'd say the second quality, um, you know, as boring as it can be, I still like watching tape and evaluating. I feel like that's a huge advantage over people because, I mean, no one's going to really like watching tape, but I understand the need for it, which makes it more exciting for me. And I get to, and I like to break down plays and uh, look at look at who would be the mic in this situation. Where do I need to slide the protection to and stuff like that. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And I feel like all of those things are very apparent in your film, too. You know, I think we mentioned this in your breakdown. You do a good job of picking up uh, players and whatnot, uh, just just naturally, you know. So that's that's most definitely a plus. So, yeah. All right, man. So um, we talked about the positives here. Well, let's talk about some areas of improvement, right? So w- what are some things that you are going to make a point of working on this off season, or you're already making a point of working on specifically this off season? Um, you know, I'd have to say uh, one of the biggest points I'm making this off season is uh, my bench number, like my like gym numbers, the three main lifts, the bench, clean, and squat. I know that going into college, that's gonna be the big thing that separates out the the younger guys and the veterans mainly is like the weight room strength. You know, I don't, I want to get to a point where I get there. And if I, if I feel like if I know the plays well enough and I can make the calls, which I know I will, cause I'm going to be studying my ass off, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't want my, me not being as strong as those other guys to bring me down. You know what I'm saying? Like I, if I can compete with those guys in the weight room, that'd be the best. So I'm working really hard on that. I'm, you know, like I said, training four to five times a week, and then a second one would probably be um, I get a little impatient sometimes, sure. which can lead to frustration. So I'm going to work on I know that I don't expect to coming into college to start right away, even though that's the goal. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm going to college to play, but I just got to be able to, you know, can control my impatience with work. And uh, so I feel like that's those are the two negatives. For sure, yeah. And you know what? I I really like that last one for sure. Um, So obviously, I don't know when (laughs) these interviews are going to release, but I know on an episode that myself, Cody, and then one of our old colleagues, Jesse Budin, Coach Budin recorded, uh, we talked about having that patience as a college athlete or as a high school athlete, sorry, going into college, just because, you know, you're used to being that big dog and whatnot for a couple years. And so it's definitely an adjustment, right? And so we we said this on the podcast, and I'll say it to you here, you know. Um, look, don't be afraid to bet on yourself, right? There's opportunities that are going to be there. There's opportunities that won't. All you could do is work hard and be ready for your opportunity, right? You can't be focusing on anybody else's opportunities but your own. And you just got to be ready, be a team player, especially on the offensive line. Because that's, you know, that's a unit, especially, well, in my opinion, that you really have to work together and, you know, be able to be someone who could be a plug-and-play guy, um, despite maybe not getting as many reps as you should or could, you know, because you just never know. And so that's right. a very good mentality to have moving forward, man. And, and we like that. Also, I do like that you're going to be working on that strength a little bit more. I think, at least on my scouting report, that was a little bit of a concern here, just because I know you're more of a agile kind of guy and you could get after it for sure. But I think I definitely questioned if, um, you know, how, how that strength would hold up hold up like immediately on the next level and so that's going to take time and it's a good thing that you're working on that so kudos to you good job man so yeah awesome stuff you could go ahead and go my bad (laughs) now you're good so anthony we kind of we just talked a little bit about you know your high school career a little bit now we kind of want to shift focus and you even started a little bit to talk about what it's going to look like at new mexico state so i guess during your process of recruiting, what were things that you were prioritizing from a school or program, and how did New Mexico State fill those needs? How how they did is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, obviously they were my only full ride offer coming in. So when I had when I was training at six zero before COVID had started, I had I had been talking to some coaches. I know that uh, Missouri uh, a skill coach at Missouri had come by and he said, listen, we want, I want you at my camp so you can meet the offensive line coach. I was talking to the Wyoming coach and he said, I really want you to come to the camp and meet me in person. So I wouldn't say I would have gotten off. I feel like if the year wasn't the year it was, I feel like I would have gotten more offers because I would have showed up at camp and did what Coach McChesney had taught us. And I would have impressed the O-line coaches from who had invited me out there. So from that point, that really messed things up. But I was glad enough to have connection with New Mexico State and a scholarship from them. So that was the big one. And then also, I mean, I, I believe in what they're doing. I know I've I've been following them. They're really picking up guys this year. I know we got the – I can't – I'm struggling with his name right now, but we just picked up an offensive line commit transfer from Ole Miss who started um, – he, he sat out this last year on his own. 
uh, accord. But the year before, he started 12 games for Ole Miss. So I know that they're going out there and picking up good guys. I know they want to win. I feel like that's a big, that's a big one. They really want to win. And uh, I, I, I've been to Las Cruces. I, you know, I was born in Albuquerque, you know. So I've yeah. also gone down to Las Cruces before. It was on, you know, like a road trip, or whatever. I know, I know they take football very seriously down there. So it's a big town. And you know, unfortunately, I wasn't able to like meet with the coaches in person that much, you know, because of this COVID stuff. But I feel like they made me feel like uh, they really wanted me and that they really wanted to win. So that was the big one. Yeah, I I had a feeling that uh you know you being from Albuquerque might have had something to do do with it when you mentioned it. I was like oh yeah Albuquerque that's in New Mexico so um, <laughs> I'm glad that you were able to have that connection and and feel sort of a sense of familiarity and with the area and with the culture and stuff and I'm glad that the coaches make you feel welcome. Obviously you know COVID has thrown a wrench into a handful of plans this past year so I kudos to you for rolling with the punches. That's all that we can do right. Right. But how do you think New Mexico State helps you with some of the areas of improvement that we've talked about? I know that you said you haven't had a chance to meet with the coaches in person, but have they discussed potential plans on how they want to use you or any type of workout regimes that they have assigned you, anything like that? Yeah, yeah. So the 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 strength coach there, he also coached he was a strength coach at Old Miss. So I've and I've I've been on the phone with him a couple of times and we have a workout plan set together and uh I, I I think I I know the numbers. He sent me the numbers that they want me at, and they're they're big numbers. But uh, I have a workout that's updated every day, and with an off day on Wednesdays, and uh, that that tells me what I should be doing that day to really improve my strength. Well, I'm glad that you you got those resources, and yeah, SEC, you know, those guys they know how to produce some some elite talent. So to have that at your disposal at New Mexico State is huge, and yeah, that's a that's a lot of working out. You're working out more than I am, so <laughs> best of luck with that. Um, and I want to say, now, now that your high school football career is over, and you you talked about it a little bit about you know, I you're like, it's the goal to start the first year. It's not necessarily like a requirement, but it is a goal. What are some of your other outlooks or goals for college ball? Um. Well, I think college ball will. I know what the coaches and their experience can help me get to the NFL. You know, that's the main, that's the big goal that everyone who loves football grows up with. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I want to buy my mom a house and all that, <laughs> you know? And, uh, so I know that's a big one. And then, you know, it's also, I know that the business school is really good and I've always wanted to be like an entrepreneur and run my own business. And I know they're top notch with that. I think they're like, it's weird. I think they're one of the top schools in like golf course management and stuff like that, which is totally weird, but it's also kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I think it's a great school and I think it's a great fit for me. And uh, it's not too far from home where people can come and visit pretty well, relatively easily. And it, uh, so that's those are those are the qualities that I like from me and I look forward to in my college experience. Hey, those are all good things to have. And you know, if you make it to the NFL, maybe you buy a Playmakers Corner uh, cast some houses, but <laughs> I'll just play with you. But, you know, those those are respectable goals. And, yeah, having that proximity to home, I mean, being one state over versus some of these guys that are going to be on the other side of the country, you know, that's that is something that you kind of get to look forward to and appreciate. And, and you know, there, there's always like positives wrapped up in in obstacles as far as COVID goes. So, you know. They're always looking at the bright side, kind of like what you're doing is is the right mentality to have. And I think that'll take you far no matter what avenue you go down in life. So and and I'm glad to hear that they have good uh, golf course management. I didn't know that that was such a niche thing. But, you know, there's plenty of golf courses out there. So it makes sense that somebody has to figure out how to manage them. Um, yeah, <laughs> I guess uh, talking talking a little bit about reflection at this point. What you have one semester left of high school, correct? Yes, this is my last semester. Well, congratulations for for making it this far. And I guess what kind of advice would you give to high school athletes looking to go to the next level or or even just high school student athletes in general? Um, I would say, you know, surround yourself with like minded people. Uh, I think that's the big thing that separated me apart from uh, some other student athletes like you can ask my my boys uh all of them 
I mean, I hang out with a couple of football guys that have the same goals, but a lot of the guys I hang out with are, you know, baseball players. One's a fencer, and he's trying to get into the Olympic fencing, Brendan Barber. And then the and then Braden Williams is going to college for baseball. And Dylan Thompson's trying to join the juniors for the NHL. So, um, so I hang out with those guys, and we all have a like mind, like a like mindset. We all put in the work, and you know, I think that's the big thing: is surround yourself with the right people who have the same aspirations as you. You know, avoid going to the extra parties and stuff like that, and just you know, work for your work on yourself, and let the others around you uh, work on you too, and then work on them as well. Like let it feed, let the energy feed off of each other. Hey, that's some great advice because, you know, you are who you hang out with to an extent and it sounds like everyone that you hang out with, they all have goals. And, you know, I this is the first time I've heard about someone trying to go to the Olympics for fencing. So, you know, it, it's also eye opening at the same time as to how many opportunities there are and it is what you make of it. You know, so that's that's a great mentality to have. And I think that's excellent advice because, you know, there, there are plenty of people who who you may hang out with who don't have similar minds and they, and they may bring you down. So definitely watch who you hang out with for sure. And then I, I just want to kind of, you, you already kind of mentioned your friend group a little bit, right? But I want to ask if there's anyone else in particular who you'd like to mention, who's been important to your academic or athletic career, who you'd like to thank personally on the show. Uh, you already included your friends. You talked about, you know, the, uh, Six Zero Academy a little bit, but if there's anyone else you'd like to talk about, or if you would like to further elaborate on those, I'd like to give you some time to talk about that. Well, one name that I did forget now that I'm thinking about it for whatever reason, Aiden Can. He just signed his professional conf, uh, contract for soccer in uh, Rio, which is awesome. So that's another one of the guys that you know you surround yourself with. And then other that, you know, my parents, huge support from them. I wouldn't be anywhere I would be without to, without them today. You know, they've they've taught me a lot of good habits. I think one of the biggest ones is how to work for yourself. Like, um, I'm I'm glad that you know I'm one of the guys who uh, people at Regis you know drive around mom and dad's car, but my parents really taught me how to save up my own money. And I I pay for the majority of my car. I have a lease on a. 2019 Corolla so that's a big one you know trading these good habits my siblings have been with me since day one they've always been a huge support Uh, my brother and I go out to the field or to the court sometimes to help each other out on our skills you know the guys at 6-0 I can't name them in particular because they all helped me throughout my throughout my college career all the older veterans who are in college now and even you know some of the eighth graders coming in now you know uh, just me learning, trying to be a leader for them, like Coach McChesney teaches us, really grows me in, uh, you know, in my knowledge of the game, if that makes sense. And then, you know, my teammates, you know, teammates are all winners, and you know, we all we all strive, to, we all work together, especially during this last COVID year, to come together. And even though I didn't got uh, for the first majority of practices, I didn't get to talk to the skill guys at all because of the whole like separate separation and practices and stuff like that but we all came together for a common goal made the top eight to get into the playoffs during this crazy year and and then you know last but not least i'd like to thank my girlfriend beatrice caibel i've known her for a few years now and we've been together for over a year and she's been a huge support and probably one of the people outside of myself who was who showed a lot of visible upset when uh our season was canceled initially and uh, she made a big deal about it and, you know, she's always been a big support, her and her entire family. Hey, man, that's a, that's a keeper for sure. Also, kudos to you, man. No other, <laughs> no other guy that's come on has given a shout-out to their girlfriend. So. Yeah, she's helped a lot. She's, she's, she's helped a lot. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, you know how it goes. You know, behind every man, there's a strong woman. So definitely respect that for sure. Yeah, that really helped me in my path as well. Hey, I appreciate you utilizing the the most of this time and and being grateful and shouting out all those people sound wonderful and I'm glad that they've contributed to to the man that you are and and the football player that you are and the one that you'll continue to be. So, Simon, if you want to wrap things up here with one more question and our uh, wrap up or if you have any other questions for Anthony. Yeah, for sure. So, um I got to ask, man, have have you thought about coaching after football? Yeah, no, so uh, for 
for some so Regis has a required amount of service hours. Yeah. And I thought, you know, co- my coach, head coach, Coach Philman, he came up to me and he's like, hey, like, would you like to um, help with the offensive line? for my kids football team and you know some of these kids from bad parts of denver and you know it'd be a real help so i was like yeah sure and unfortunately i didn't get to coach those guys those kids as much as i wanted to because um you know i had my own stuff to work on and i was really busy but i got to i got to get to go to a couple games and i got to go to as many practices as i could and uh i got a valuable experience learning how to coach these kids i got to teach one kid how to snap which was very cool because he came into the practice not knowing how to snap. Like we want him to play center and by like an hour into practice, I got him snapping perfect snaps. So that was pretty nice. exciting. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Um, I'm, I'm a coach and a PE teacher as well. So I know, I know what it's like to have that feeling of, you know, helping kiddos through stuff like that. Right. And I honestly really ask, cause I feel like you'd make an excellent coach just from leadership wise, life wise. Like um, I, I like what I see. And then obviously you're going D one. So, <laughs> so that's going to help you along the line as well. But yeah, man, if, if you ever do coach, you know, we'd love to have you on uh, again, you know, and then obviously moving forward with your career, we'd love to do another breakdown on you as a, as an NFL prospect potentially. So, Hey, honestly, man, it's, it's been a pleasure. Like you're a fantastic guy from what we could hear, you know, and um, uh, yeah, you know, do you have any like lasting quotes or thoughts that you'd like to share? Well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm thanking guys for having me on the show. You know, it's very exciting. Yeah, of course, man. Hey, thank you. We appreciate you. So, uh, with that being said, you know, best of luck at the next level. You know, we know you could succeed and whatnot. We really like what we heard here. And, um, yeah. So, with that being said, that is the end of this interview. And so, uh, make sure to check out the Playmakers Corner on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our TikToks as well. So, Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know we had to. So, yeah. All right. Well, sounds great. I'll, t- I'll, I'll look into it. And once again, thank you so much to Anthony and Wilson for joining us on the show. If anybody who we've done breakdowns on wants an opportunity to get onto the show, just reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, or any of those DMs. We're pretty quick at you know noting your message and then trying to get back to you as soon as possible with an interview date. So thank you all so much for joining us. And I will mention that these interviews did take place in December of 2020 slash January of 2021. So a lot of things may have been updated since then, but they're still committed to the same colleges. And so pay attention to New Mexico State and University of Northern Colorado to keep up on Wilson Clark and Anthony Tokini's career. I am Cody Stoffer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Playmakers Corner Podcast.